This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You know, that's like the third time I've heard that, and the first time I picked up on a subtle little dig from you in there. Subtle little dig, where you, where I said I, I wouldn't want to host Jeopardy, and you said, yeah, you actually have to be smart to host Jeopardy. <laughs> I didn't mean it for you in particular. I was just saying us as a show unit. I don't think Jeopardy would be a good fit for either one of us. Oh no, no, no. That's okay. No, I'm including myself. You in went that to UVA, I went to Hobart. That was a lot of sucking up to professors during office hours. That B's and C's get degrees, my friend. <laughs> Kenji and Carlin, ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. The Nuggets, everybody is talking about the possibility of starting a dynasty right here. And when you look around the league, it's understandable why that talk is happening. They pretty much went like a hot knife through butter in the playoffs through everybody they faced. They really only got pushed a little bit by the Phoenix Suns. So it's awfully difficult to look around and say that there's one or two teams as presently constituted, mind you, Mm -hmm. before the draft, before free agency, that you would say could really, truly push them. For me, it's there's one team that I think really could truly push them and another that might give them trouble. Okay. The one that I think could really push them would be Milwaukee. And I'm going to operate under an assumption that Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez are back for the moment. Do you want Chris Middleton back? I I, I do, because, okay. I, I, I mean, unless you're telling me I can replace him with better, I do believe Chris Middleton has some good basketball in front of he him. He started to look more and more like himself the last month and a half of the regular season. And an season. entire yeah. offseason of rest, I think, yeah. would really help in that regard. And Brooke Lopez has, you know, give that guy a lot of credit for where he's come in his career, yeah. because you would never talk about Brooke Lopez and defense in the same sentence for the first half of his career. You never think about a center as a 3 and D guy, but that's exactly what Brooke Lopez is. Exactly. <laughs> And, uh, you know, if I have those two guys, and I know what happened in the first round, but I have to acknowledge that Giannis wasn't healthy, I think you could really give them a strong push. I think Phoenix could give them difficulty, but really Milwaukee is the only team at the moment that I could consider a true threat to them. Phoenix is going to have to get a big that has more of a defensive presence, and that's not an offensive liability. And that's not DeAndre Ayton. That's not DeAndre Ayton. So they got to make a move there. You you saw a big perk on NBA Today float the idea of Draymond Green joining the Phoenix Suns. Now, Draymond is smallish in comparison to Jokic, but I think he would be a little more feisty when it came to trying to defend some of the actions that the the Denver Nuggets pose because of their perpetual motion, and that's kind of been what Golden State's calling card has been during this dynastic run. So I think from a defensive awareness standpoint, Draymond Green gives you more in terms of a front court player. So adding him to the Phoenix Suns all of a sudden now makes them a lot more interesting. They would have to do more, but I think moving on from Aiton and adding Draymond Green would be a great start. You think that would work? Like, I, well, I have often, well, well, I, you've well, heard me well, say. If they don't win a championship, rest assured that Draymond will punch KD in the face just like <laughs> he did Jordan Poole. Well, but I mean, I, I have always believed that there's one place that Draymond works, and that's Golden State. 
I, I do wonder oh, if he I would think work. He, no, he works with shooters around him. Yeah. Yeah, and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant can shoot the lights out of well, basketball. Well, but I, I just mean about being able to handle all the stupid drama that comes with Draymond. But you need that, though. You need an agitator. You need somebody like that. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Like, Draymond Green is the modern-day Dennis Rodman. You need that. But off the court, too. Like, because, you know, he he will cause well, controversy well, well, off well, the court. Well, there was that time where Rodman disappeared to Vegas. Yes. <laughs> so and he said, let him go. Yeah, let him go. <laughs> I mean, so you, listen, you have to take the fleas with the dog, but mm-hmm. Raymond Green gives them an element of toughness, an element of physicality, and an element of playmaking from the center position that they don't have. And that's been the biggest issue with the Suns. Outside of Devin Booker initiating offense, they don't have any playmaking. Chris Paul hadn't been on the court and DeAndre Ayton is a no-show at times. So they need more. I think Phoenix, you know, can be a team based on what they do this offseason that can scare the Denver Nuggets. But the team that we have to point to that could be the thorn in the side of Denver during this potential dynastic run that they're going to have with Murray and Jokic would have to be the Boston Celtics, right? It has to Mm. be. They've got two... All NBA players in Brown and Tatum. And I get that everybody's asking questions about whether or not these guys can get it done. But they've been in four conference finals. They've got an NBA finals appearance. I get that they haven't broken through yet. But they've had three coaches in the last three years. Give this these guys a core that they can that's complimentary, number one, but that also they can have continuity with under their new head coach. Add a little more seasoning with more veteran head coaches on the bench of Joe Missoula. I, I think I think you have an opportunity to challenge the Denver Nuggets. But listen, to me, it's Denver. It's I mean, to me, it's Phoenix. It's Milwaukee. It's Boston, and that's the only. Those are the only teams that I feel comfortable right now saying have a chance to unseat the Denver Nuggets. Here's my problem with Boston. And I hate to use your own words against you, but I will Go for from it. a different time. Go for it. When you keep looking for the same answer to the same question, or for the for the right answer to the same if you question. you keep asking the same question over and over again. Right, what you said. The answer is eventually <laughs> going to be no. Yeah, and I think we might be getting to that point. Whether, Chris, more than anything, it's just a, a bad fit for the two of them. Yeah. To get over the hump. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, I, I'm sorry. I It might be completely unfair on my part considering it's one year. I really was underwhelmed with Missoula this season. And I know that he had a bad hand dealt to him with everything that happened. And I know that he needs a lot more help. But I, I hated, I hated the combination of arrogance with mistakes that yeah. were made. Yeah. That really rubs me the wrong way. And it's one thing to make rookie mistakes and to learn from them and move on. It's another thing to just not adjust when you need to adjust and then act afterward like everybody else is the idiot and not you. Well, there's a learning curve, not just with the X's and O's and understanding players, but also handling the media. Like, this is all new learning for Joe Missoula. So I don't want to... I don't want to kill him for that, especially after what I saw in the conference finals and what I saw in the conference semis, too. I mean, they faced elimination in game six. Tatum goes off for that fourth quarter on the road, which was impressive. They win game seven in their building. They fall down 0-3 
to the Miami Heat and claw back to force a game seven. To me, that's a team that played hard for their head coach. And they believed that even down 0-3, they could come back and win it. And yeah. damn near did. But here's my problem. All of that happened. And, and we're came, still saying they underachieved. I, well, no, all of that happened, and you came home and got your doors blown off in Game 7. That, that after you do all that other stuff, that can't happen. That can't happen. You but can lose a tight game at home, but to come home and not even show up after you come all the way back from down 3 nothing. But, but I can't. Here's, the, here's why I can't kill Joe Missoula. They lost Game 7 of the Conference Finals after they beat the same team in the Conference Finals in seven games the year prior to go to the NBA Finals. I can't kill him for that. Not in his first year. Not in his first. There was a lot that you scratched your head about with Missoula. But I, I think that he gave Brad Stevens enough to stay the course. And if we've learned nothing else from the Denver Nuggets, it's that continuity with the head coach and two star players lends itself to sustained success and ultimately winning at the highest level. Listen, there's only one coach in NBA history that a franchise has stayed with longer without winning a title until he won a title, and that's Pat Riley. Pat Riley was in Miami nine seasons before he won a title with the Heat. Michael Malone was with the Nuggets eight years before they won this title this mm-hmm. year. So there's something to be said about staying the course going in the same direction with one head coach and two star players around it. He's been with Yoke for eight years. He's been with Jamal Murray for seven years. So the two superstars and the head coach together seven years, got your title. Let's see what happens in year two with Missoula. Let's just see what happens. I I have to tell you, I, I know what you're saying. You focus more on the results of what last year was, conference finals, with the Heat, same thing, mm-hmm. and what it turned out to be this year. Mm-hmm. In my instance here, I'm focusing more on the journey as to how they got there and how it all unfolded. And that's why it bothers me. I am not a guy that the first instinct is to fire the coach, but I am someone that looks for the red flags. I'll give him another opportunity, but I don't know what the, what the actual leash is next year. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Well, my friend, Chris Canty has come together with the NBA offseason, and he has put together a top five questions of the NBA offseason. Here's Canty with the top five. And these are not in any sort of ranking by any stretch. Fair to say, correct? Fair to say. These are just, in general, the top five questions of the NBA Well, offseason. when you say in general, you make it seem bland. And these are burning, no, the biggest questions. questions. Yes. Like, th- these are, like, these are going to shape the NBA 2023-2024 season. They all burn with the passion and fire of a thousand white-hot suns equally. Yes. So that will be hotter than the Miami Heat in the playoffs. So we will not rank them. And dear God, I hope they are hotter than Miami Heat. We're late. <laughs> have at it, my friend. All right, don't we have the? Uh, you want the number now? five? Yeah, yeah, we got. No, 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 no. We got to have the production of it, though. Here's Canty with the top five. There we go. I already heard it before. No, I just needed it again before I see it off. Here's Canty with the top five. Go. There we go. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Where's he gonna land? 
Has there been any player in basketball, no scratch that, in professional sports that's been more enigmatic than Kyrie Irving? No. I mean, you can't even, listen, Kyrie Irving is as confusing as a Yogi Berra quote. (laughs) That's how confusing Kyrie Irving is. Like, the ceiling is the roof when it comes to Kyrie Irving. Like, he's telling everybody on social media, hey, y'all got to chill with all of the speculation. I don't want you talking about it because it's making people at my dinner table talk about where I want to live. Kyrie Irving, huge, huge impact on what happens this upcoming season based on where he lands this summer. Keeping it moving. Go. Damian Lillard, where does he get traded? Does he get traded this offseason? Mm. I think we're going to get some insight to that in the next eight days. We'll see how that happens leading up to the draft. Rumors that people want to move up. And, of course, the Trailblazers have the third overall pick. Could we see them do the dance with the New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williamson included? Should be fun to watch. Does LeBron James retire or does he recruit? Now, we don't know what's going to happen with him. He left it open-ended. There's been speculation that he might have to have off-season foot surgery. We'll see where that goes. But it's clear the Lakers don't have enough. They need to add a third star on top of Keevan Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. Next question. Mm. Can the Bucks extend Giannis? Does Giannis want to sign another contract extension in Milwaukee? Or is it job well done moving on to a bigger and better stage? I don't know. But if they don't get something done with him, could we see the big buck, Greek Freak, on the move this summer? And then lastly, something that could come down in the next couple of days, next couple of hours, John Morant's suspension. We know it's going to be for a lengthy period of time. Half a season, whole season. We know this is not going to be a slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist is what got us here in the first place. So Adam Silver's going to lay down the hammer. Can't be looked can't be made a fool of, which is what John Morant did the first time around. I would be shocked, big fella, shocked if Morant is not off the court until around the All-Star break. Shocked. I think that's accurate. Yeah, shocked. With that story, and I expect that to come Friday, the traditional Friday news dump uh, after they have the the, uh, parade Parade. tomorrow. Okay. uh, I'm Those anxious. are my five questions. Okay, and I think they're legit questions. The Zion thing, I would I would emphasize a little bit more in there, but I think all five are right spot on. Well, you know why I didn't have Zion in the top five, right? I don't know if he's going to play. So, <laughs> can you really? I like I kind of put him in there. Yeah. with the number the six Damian with an asterisk. Bit. Maybe I shouldn't use that terminology with Zion. But anyway. I, 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 I tried to slide it in there I, I, in a again, roundabout way. And I wouldn't even use that terminology. Was I? <laughs> I tried to include it. I tried with Zion. He's, oh he's, do, he's doing he this makes to himself Chris, an easy target. He's doing this to himself. He makes himself an easy target. How do you miss 200 games, over 200 games in your first four years, and what comes out on social media is that nonsense? <laughs> Like, not, not only are you a distraction in terms of when you're going to be available to help your team, but you're a distraction in terms of unwanted headlines. Listen, if you're not playing on the court, best not be seen and not be heard from yeah. or not be talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe maybe this is one of the things that's being included in the conversations that the Pelicans are having now with the teams at the top oh, of the I- lottery. Like uh, I think this has accelerated. Can, that. can we trust the sports character of this guy moving yeah. forward? I think is this he is... focused on basketball. As Alan Hahn put it earlier on Get Up, 
He might have a motivator cuff issue. Do we want to try to capitalize and get something for him while we still can? I, I think this has probably accelerated that talk or at least started the engine on that talk where maybe they didn't want to before. On Ja, I think it comes Friday. I'm anxious to find out what the other information was, if they're going to share that, that they came across that Adam Silver referenced at the beginning of the finals. Let uh, me ask you this question. Mm. Are the Grizzlies toast this coming year? Yeah. So, if if that's the case, are we looking at a situation now where it makes more sense for the Grizzlies to tank than it is to try to be competitive? I mean, the only way I think you could look at it and try to be competitive is if somehow, let's argue that they lost him for 41 games. If you felt like you could stay afloat during those 41 games and just get him back, get so him be playoff five, ready. So be 500? Yeah, and get him back, get him playoff ready and find yourself either at the top of the play-in or in the sixth seed, then all bets are off because I think they could, you know, I, I still think the talent's there. It's just, have they matured as a group at all? There's no there's no evidence to suggest, not even with him, but just in general, well, that well, they have. And now Dylan Brooks is going to be gone. They, and I think that's going to dramatically yeah. help the culture in that locker room. But Chris, it's going to help the culture to have him gone. I also want to know who's going to take that spot from a culture standpoint. Because you do need the messenger delivering the right message, not just getting rid of the bad messenger all well, the time. Well, what you need is Jaron Jackson Jr. to step up and be that dude. Yeah. Like, Steven Adams is, is a great presence, yeah. but Steven Adams is a limited player at this stage mm-hmm. in his career. Yeah. You, you need Jaron Jackson you Jr. Need a difference to be that maker. guy. Well, a difference maker to be the guy. It has to be a difference maker to be a vocal leader. Now, listen, they, they do have a competent point guard in Tyus Jones, too. He's a good player. So, I mean, but you need your young guys to ascend into a more vocal leadership role in order to establish a culture that's going to lend itself to trying to have sustained success but also close the gap to where they're at and where the Denver Nuggets are. Two of your other stories here tie together, and that's LeBron, does he retire or recruit, along with Kyrie Irving. It just seems inevitable to me. LeBron is not going to retire. Uh, I saw Dwayne Wade's quotes uh, this week that LeBron's going to go, hit the yacht south of France, and understand that he will be coming back and playing again if he's even giving this song strong consideration, which I don't think he is. And then they're going to find a way to get Kyrie to join them in Los Angeles. And frankly, it's the only place it works. It's the only place it works. And I think they actually could win a title if that was the case. Man, I'm a Lakers fan. I don't want Kyrie anywhere near this. I understand that. I get it. I can't have all three guys be unreliable in different ways. With LeBron and AD, it's injury. I mean, LeBron James is averaging around 55 games played over the last four years. That's a problem for me. AD is an injury waiting to happen. And on top of that, I'm going to parachute Kyrie Irving in there, who seems at times to be interested in everything else but basketball? Man, hell no. Katia Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. High drama up in Buffalo. But are we coming to a resolution? We hear from all parties involved in just moments after this from our good friends at Omaha Steaks. Now, look, Canty and I got a little care package from our friends at Omaha Steaks, and it has hit the spot. I can't tell you which one I like more, the beef tenderloins Mm -hmm. or the apple tartlets. Oh, the caramel apple tartlets. That's some good stuff. You get the pork chops in there. And here's the truth. Dads want steak. Death taxes and dads want steak. 
So when you give your dad perfectly aged and oh so tender steaks, you're not just giving him the best meal of his life. You're given the chance to grill them up and share the moment with you. For a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com and you enter the code CANTY in the search bar, you're going to be able to order the dad's favorite gift package for just $99.99. Plus, you will get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers with your order. These burgers taste like a steak on a bun and are ultra lean and pack a bold, intense, beefy flavor. No joke. Threw one on the grill last night right out of the freezer. It was outstanding with a little bit of that Omaha Steak seasoning, even better. These burgers taste like, as we said, like a steak on a bun. And at this point, you can save over 60% on the dad's favorite grill pack. And here's what you're going to get. Four bacon wraps filet mignon. Four premium air-chilled boneless chicken breasts. Four boneless pork chops. Four jumbo franks. Omaha Steak seasoning, which, by the way, is outstanding. And four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets. Plus... The eight free burgers, only ninety nine ninety nine. Remember, gifting is easy. Dads want steak. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Canty into the search bar, order the dad's favorite gift package for Father's Day today. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword Canty. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Steph is not here. Everybody else is here at the current time. How concerned are you about that? Oh, very concerned. There's been a lot of speculation about Stephon Diggs being unhappy in Buffalo for weeks and maybe even months now. And all along, people have denied it. And Josh Allen said that they're working through some issues. So clearly, something is wrong in Buffalo. I think there's something else that's bothering Stephon Diggs that I feel like the Bills organization needs to address so they can move forward. Well, whatever it is, Bills say it's all taken care of. That's new. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Sean McDermott, just a little while ago. Take a listen. Let me be clear. Steph did everything that he was asked to do. He was here Monday and executed his physical on time. Steph reported yesterday, Tuesday. We just felt like we all needed a break and some space. I gave Steph permission to get some space. It was not Steph leaving unexcused. He was excused by me. We all want the same thing. We all want to win. So why did you frame it the way that you did yesterday and saying that you were very concerned? Yeah. That's the part that doesn't make any sense to me. Unless he was appealing to Stefan Diggs and saying, hey, we're taking what you told us seriously. We're processing the feedback that you gave us coming off of last season. But it sure didn't sound like that was the tone that he had when reporters were asking him the questions about why he wasn't on field for the first practice at minicamp. No, it wasn't the tone at all. This is called damage control. (laughs) This is called damage control. Steph was back there today. Josh Allen yesterday is saying how much he loves Steph and how much he is a part of what they are doing. Here he is just a little while ago. There are some some things that uh, could have gone better last year um, and didn't. Um, And just, you know, I think we're just, as as an organization, maybe not communicating the right way with with everything. So, again, just trying to talk and, and listen at the same time and hear him out and, and, like I said, just try to move this forward as as quickly and as respectfully as you know as possible. Here's what really aggravates me about this situation. Mm. It's June 14th. The Bills season ended in January. Why are we here still talking about it? Why has it not been addressed at any point so that the wide receiver does this yesterday? And, by the way, no problem with him doing it. None whatsoever, considering how that season ended. How are we here, and this is still a problem? Well, 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 exactly what are we talking about? We're talking about Steph Diggs having four catches for 35 yards in the divisional loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. You're talking about your quarterback, Josh Allen, having 23 turnovers when you include the playoff games last year. 23, if I'm not mistaken, seven of which were in the red zone. Yeah, you damn right things could have went better last year, Josh. In order for things to move forward, for us to get to where we want to go, there needs to be more accountability throughout the organization for the mistakes you made. And as a wide receiver, I'm directly impacted when you don't play well. So McDermott called the matter resolved. Yet, (laughs) how about this, to your whole concerned point, right? Said today. Whenever a player is not at practice for whatever reason, he is concerned. That's my sentiment with any player. In particular, a player as important to us as Steph. That's been. 
And so, as I get concerned when players miss for reasons off the field, as for reasons on the field, oh my God, stop, Sean. That's so much Sean. spin. How, That's so how much spin. D- that is treating all of us and the Bills fans like they're idiots. That's what it's doing. But here's what I don't understand. Why were they idiots in the offseason when they realized that there was a rift where there was potential tension? Why didn't you get yourselves on a plane to go out and meet with Steph Diggs and his representation. If Josh Allen's got to be on the same flight, if Josh Allen's got to meet you there, so be it. Yeah, you might not be able to talk about a whole lot of things, but guess what? You got to get stuff straightened out between your quarterback, your number one wide receiver, and the head coach. Because without those three being on the same page, this team is going nowhere. It doesn't feel like this thing is about the contract, but I could see a world where Steph Diggs is concerned about his money moving forward. Because even though they reworked the deal last year, you're seeing what's happening now with DeAndre Hopkins, yep. who's just 31 years old, but because of the decline in production the last couple of years and that not being commensurate with what they're paying him, they released him, Arizona, after the big money in free agency went, and now he's having a hard time finding a landing spot. Well, guess what? Steph Diggs is going into his age 30 season. And he's only two years away from the guaranteed portion of his contract being run out. He understands what's on the horizon. If they don't have success at the highest level, if his production continues to slip like we saw in the second half of the year relative to what we saw through the first nine games in 2022, then the Buffalo Bills are going to be moving off of him. And guess what else the Bills did this offseason? That would make me raise an eyebrow if I'm Steph Diggs. They drafted a pass catcher in the first round. I just, I'm reading between the lines, and I'm not trying to put words in Steph Diggs' mouth. But if the team is not having success at the level that the front office and ownership thinks they should, then they look for people to blame. They're not going to get rid of Josh Allen. They're not going to get rid of Sean McDermott. But they could get rid of a wide receiver that you're paying $25 million to. You could ha- That could happen. And so I, I guess... I understand the urgency that Diggs is approaching the problem with, have no issue with it whatsoever. What I have an issue with is why people in the organization allowed this to fester so long. I totally agree. That's dysfunction. It's complete dysfunction, completely a massive screw-up on their on their part. And Canty, this could go sideways quick this year. But here's my problem. A part of the job description when it comes to the head coach is your soft skills. It's not just about the X's and O's. It's how you relate to your players. Listen, Tom Coughlin said it all the time, Carlin. Coaching is making men, well, not making, but getting men to do what they don't want to do so they can become what they want to become. If Steph Diggs has a problem with how you've been using him, then explain to him how that translates to team success. And if the team doesn't have success, if you get bounced in the playoffs, then you got to hear Steph Diggs out in terms of what you need to do differently because your plan didn't work. So all I'm saying is there has to be communication and there has to be a rapport that's built up where it can survive the, the disappointment in the failure that you saw at the end of last year. And quite frankly, based on what, what's happening now, it's clear that that relationship is not at that point. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Up next, a vehicle in which to make more NFL talk appear more exciting.
We will do that in just moments as we talk about the young quarterbacks, confident to least confident, that we feel about where they are headed in 2024 or 2023. It's still 2023. I'm all right. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Well, I think we got to pour one out for Bud Light. 20 years as the top-selling beer in America just got surpassed last month by Modelo. By Modelo? By Modelo. I would have thought Milwaukee's best. The Beast? <laughs> Little Natty Light action? <laughs> Where's Keystone on that list? <laughs> uh, listen, I, I, I'm a Bud Light guy. I like Bud Light. Um, I drink Bud Light. Uh, Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. G- give me your top five real quick. Top five. Well, yes. Okay, so my top five beers, and let me be clear about this. I think you can find them at the cookout anywhere this summer. Mm. Blue Moon. Stella, Heineken, Red Stripe, Corona, top five beers. Well, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get to the bottom of them. <laughs> well, we started at the top and get to the bottom. But that you know wasn't me for the record. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. But those would be those would be my top five beers. And if and when we do invite you to the cookout, Carlin, mm. we have to have the vote. But once we have the vote and you're invited to the cookout. You can find any one of those in the top five, in my top five, at the cookout in the cooler. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm in on the Coronas. I'm in on the Blue Moon, even though you and I disagree on the Orange Slice. No, I'm anti-Orange Slice. I can have it without it, but I prefer to have it with it. Okay. Uh, do you have the Coronas with lime? Ah, you got me, yes. You got to. Yeah, wait, got wait, to. wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, got hold to. up. You guys you gave me, me crap one. about having the orange with the blue moon, but yet it's acceptable to go with the lime yeah, with the corona? It's, it's, yes, it's, no, it's, it's different. different. It's, different. It's, it's a different thing. It's different. It's different first, of all, first of all, lime is very small, comparatively speaking, yes. to an entire slice. Yes. And by the way, I'm with you. I like the orange slice. Yeah, yeah. It's just different. Like, you have to have the lime with the corona. Yeah. Uh, the Heineken? 
uh, Heineken, I'm, I'm down with Heineken. Rich, my, let me tell you a quick story about Heineken. Okay. My brother in college, and this is the early 80s, mm-hmm. there was a vending machine on their floor, mm. and they would get the cheapest beer they could, and then they would have a Heineken. So he, he went to college in Pittsburgh. So at the time, and it's great stuff. Yeah. I actually like it a lot. It's Iron City. Uh, but at the time, the cheapest beer was, uh, I think, Old Milwaukee. So whenever, whenever they would uh, stock up the vending machine, there would be five old Milwaukee's and then one Heineken, and the guy whose room was right next to that would go. You know, every time somebody put it in, they're like, "Oh, I got the old Milwaukee." He'd like mark it down on the wall every time. Every five, he'd go running out, and make sure he get the Heineken throw. <laughs> That's and he had good. like a, a whole fridge full of Heineken. That's pretty good. Yeah, man, you go to a school where they have a vending machine with beer in it. That's impressive. It was I, a different time. It was a very different time. <laughs> I got first introduced to Heineken by my father. Okay, all right. And this is not an of age drinking tale. This is when I was a kid, and we, my dad had the cookout back in the day. Everybody from the neighborhood over at the house, and they had the big cooler at the house. And a whole bunch of adult beverages in there. And my dad would call me over and say, Chris, bring me a couple of those bottles with the red star on them from the cooler. And that would be the Heineken. I didn't know what the hell it was at the time. Right. But boy, did I find out when I got to college. <laughs> Daddy was on to something back in the day. So you had Daddy your, had it right. You had your first beer when? Um... I don't want to air out my family members, my uncles in particular. So if it makes you feel better, say, I will. I'm about to okay, air out my okay, family members. Okay, so I was nine years old when I had my first sip of beer. Okay. First sip of beer, nine years old. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, I'm the youngest of six. Yeah. And there is eight years between me and my sister. Okay. Okay, so, like, my brothers were all much older. Uh-huh. I was six. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the 4th of July. <laughs> And I was sitting on the front stoop, and my brother Dan, who's a doctor now, by the way, <laughs> brought out two Michelobes, cracked them both open, handed it to me, and I'm like, are you nuts? And he looked at me, and he goes, you got to start sometime. You know what? It's funny that you brought that up, and we're having these stories, because growing up, I used to think my parents had it all figured out. Yeah. And now, I just realized they were just winging that. <laughs> They were just using the force like Luke Skywalker. They had no clue. <laughs> no clue whatsoever. No clue. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he handed me that at six, even I was like, you sure, bro? Yeah, I mean, I listen, I, they gave it to me and I spit it out. I think they wanted to get a giggle out of it. Right. But I was just like, why would you let a nine-year-old taste beer? How long did it take you to actually like it? College. College. Yeah, me too. College. Me too. I mean, you're looking for something that can get you there that's relatively cheap. It was it was beer. Oh, yeah. Old Milwaukee. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.